Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, they examine the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and other Bible passages to show how God uses His Holy Word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. Welcome once again to Freedom to Choose, program number 16 in the series, The Temple of the Mind. Um, And this one is called, Everyone who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. Susan, let's pray now, because as the music was playing, I was just jotting all kinds of notes down, and I I was kind of wanting to... You need to hurry up before you forget it. Exactly. (laughs) So let's pray. Okay. Lord, thank you for um, minds that sometimes are are stronger than others, and um, we just are grateful that you give Rich the ideas that you do, and um, may they all go to the effort to get us to have a stronger relationship with you, Lord, to help us to recognize that um, you desire us to have clean hearts and clean minds, not just because it's what you desire, but because it will make us happy, whole people. So help us to keep those things in mind that um, you desire the very best for us. And uh, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, because I don't know where to start here. Everyone who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. Have you ever picked out fruit? Yes. You go you, a lot of times you you'll go down and get some persimmons or you'll go to the strawberry farm. Mm-hmm. And what are do do you use your judgment? Yes. You, what do you you don't in other words you don't get something that looks bad. Right. right. There's certain things I almost got a watermelon yesterday and then I thought, "Oh, it's a little bit too early in the season." And I was looking for all the signs that make a watermelon sweet but they just weren't quite there. So basically you were almost diagnosing yeah, the watermelon. The, the health of the watermelon. Exactly. If you're walked through a, a, an emergency room and you see somebody that their hands bleeding really bad and you know, they're probably going to in there cause they need stitches. And then somebody else over in the corner might just be all plugged up and they're sneezing and, and everything. And, you know, and so they're going there f- for for what purpose? For treatment. For treatment, mm-hmm. but first they need they need to be diagnosed. diagnosed. Right. They're going to go to the doctor and doctor. So everyone who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. I'm. I would like to submit that sin is not merely breaking some rule. That sin is actually a health issue. 
Sin is an infection. It's an infection of fear and selfishness. And I would also submit that anyone who's angry with their brother repeatedly and won't let it go is going to be diagnosed as an angry person. Right. The, it kind of, it's like cancer. It'll grow. It will grow right. if you and don't it, let it go. It'll infest your whole brain it and will, your whole life. Right. And anger does damage to the angry person. Right. Is what it does. And so this, I believe, is what the Bible is talking about. Bible says, Matthew 5, 22, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment. Now, through Moses, now Old Testament, through Moses, God had said, Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This is the Old Testament, Leviticus 19, 17, and 18. Jesus reiterates what Moses said in Leviticus in the Old Testament. God was always continually giving advice to his people on how not to damage themselves. Right. It's kind of like Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same, it's the same selfish heart with, and God's trying to give the people his remedy, but because of our selfishness and fear, we turn away from him. Yeah. Now I know someone's going to say, well, what about an, an eye for an eye? That was civil. That was civil, um, uh, Laws, civil laws to manage the the the, the, uh, the nation in an orderly fashion. You weren't you weren't to take that out personally on someone. The mm-hmm. civil authorities, uh, right? So I think I heard it explained this way: civil authorities are to protect everybody from each other, but the the civil authorities cannot enforce. Um, morality. morality, right? So no. they can, so they can say, no, you're not allowed to kill somebody. No, you're not allowed to steal from somebody. But as far as um, who you worship and and things like that, is not part of the governmental no. preview. No, and you, and we we want to remember, um, Susan and I, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have the opportunity now that that uh, COVID is is has changed into another state, if you will. Um, we have the we have the opportunity to go back into Folsom State Prison, and it is called California Department of Corrections. For that purpose, the civil authorities take those people who are harmful to society and remove re- them, remove them, and restrain their bad behavior. They're evil. Yes, the bad behavior. It's not punishment. It's not punitive. Right. It is a restraint of bad behavior, and it's called the Department of Corrections for that pur- purpose. Right. They're there to, cor- we're there to get well, if you will. Right. And, and and the same thing as the reason as you go to a hospital. Well, it's interesting. Every You know, we have a lot of people that contact us with the friends or family members or sons or daughters or moms, and they're, they've ended up in jail, and it's almost like that's a really good news because— um, jail is a place where you can be, and I speak from experience, it's probably the best thing that happened to me over and over and over again, but jail is a place where you can be taken out of your current circumstances in order to have an opportunity 
to have that moment of clarity and to have a change of thought I remember and new ideas coming in. Yeah, I remember you put it the best when you first when you first got clean and sober and I was groping around trying to figure out, you know, and you said I was I was unable unable to make choices for myself, so I was put in a place where someone made choices for me till I regained the ability to make choices for myself. Correct. That's what it's about. Right. And so when we when we talk about morality, Jesus is trying to keep us out of those situations by saying, "Don't be angry with your brother and hold grudges and because the more you the more you stay angry, the more you will become an angry person. You'll be teaching your brain to become an angry brain, and when you teach your brain to become an angry brain, it it continues to change chemically until you just you become an angry being. Right, and and the the thing is, is that everything is connected in the universe, and God is saying that my my spirit dwells in you, and that means that we're not islands, we, that we carry around with us what we have been taught by others, and everything connects in a timeless space, and so. Um, you know, when when we get to heaven, or when heaven's here on earth, um, you know, it's a it's a community based on principles. It's not a community of you you can do this and you can't do that. It's more about because um, sometimes people will look at the Bible and they say, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. But it's more it's a higher level. How of, about a I don't have to do that. Right, and that. That, right. I remember one person said, I don't get to drink anymore. And you came back and you said, but how about let's switch around and say you don't have to drink anymore. I don't have to drink anymore. And it really kind of changed her whole understanding about alcoholism and, and addiction and everything. And so God is saying, you know what, I'm I'm not trying to, I don't, I don't, I want you to be who you are, but there are principles on which life is founded on. Mm-hmm. And those principles um, need to be um, enjoyed and our lives need to be based upon them in order to have that freedom that we all love to have. See, so when I got to going to jail was like the worst thing because you had zero freedom, right? It was the best day of your life and the right. worst day of your life right. at the same time. Going in, it was the worst day of my life because I was going to lose my freedom. I couldn't continue in the lifestyle that I wanted to live and um you know everything I I didn't have my own clothes I didn't choose the food I was going to eat I didn't choose the time I got up and when I went to bed and and nothing was mine it was all property of the county that I was the jail that I was in but that finally gave me an opportunity to to um have my heart open to different principles mm-hmm. that I didn't have to continue to kill myself in order to live, mm-hmm. that life could be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what jail is designed for. Right. Right. Is to be able to pause and reflect. You know, if a teacher walks into a classroom and all the kids are yelling and screaming and throwing spitballs, nothing happens. There's right. no learning there. Right. 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 The Bible says the fear of the Lord or the reverence for the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Reverence in a classroom for the teacher is the beginning of learning. Sometimes we have to be taken out of the spitball environment 
and sat down and be told to be quiet and listen. And you know what? And I think that there are certain times and events that happen in our life that also cause that same, that can cause that same ability to restructure our minds. So say you get some type of a, of a um, medical diagnosis that flips your world upside down, or what if you lose somebody to death? Then I think that everything in life God is trying to use in order to say, you know, draw closer to me, mm-hmm. fill your life with my principles, and you will be healed. Mm-hmm. So um, I think jail is an extreme thing, but I think that that let that life provides ways for those of us who aren't going to go to jail that there's still there's still times in our lives where we can stop and we can say, you know what. I need to make a totally different direction. Yeah, the moment of clarity. Yes. I mean, that's what happened to me when you got out. You said, you come by here, I'm calling Locke. I see, I was still losing, using, and Susan got out, and I rolled into her place, and she said, get out of here, or I'm going to call the law. She wanted to live, and I was still killing myself right. to Right, and live. there was a lot of fear there. I was on an ankle bracelet, and so oh, I was yeah. afraid I was being surveillance and that they oh, were going to yeah. see. Oh, yeah, and then this no good Nick rolls in, and, yes. and it was not, yeah. And then so then what happened is that gave me a moment of clarity. I had to go home and take inventory, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and this is what happens. And so you were saying earlier about everything connects and everything connects and we're praying for one another and we have good thoughts about one another and we let bygones be bygones and all these things, then wonderful things happen. But when we define ourselves as islands and deny the fact that everything connects, we run on fear. Right. Human nature runs on fear, fear of being caught, fear of being exposed, fear of not measuring up, fear of what others might say. And we don't think we run on fear, but when you really think about it, that's what our nature does. And with all this fear, we act out in different ways. And the 12-step the program, what I really like about it is it deals with resentments, anger, and fear. The worst three things for the human brain to draw energy from. They're all three derived from one thing. And that one thing is us not getting our own way. If selfishness. Selfishness. Right. If we're if we are bent on getting our own way, then you know what's going to happen. We're going to have we're going to we're going to have these three things are going to rule our life: resentments, anger, and fear. Resentments when I didn't get my way in the past. Anger when I'm not getting my way right now, and fear that I may not get my way in the future. Resentments, anger, and fear all driven on self by selfishness that I need to do it my way. And this happened back then, and I didn't get my way, so now I have resentments, or right now I'm not getting my way, so now I'm angry, and I'm scared for the future that I may not get my way tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, And so the 12-step program deals with all that, but once again, we can't be in the classroom throwing spitballs and screaming and yelling. We need to be, and I don't, I don't know about you, But what I was told when I went to my first N.A. meeting was, you've been talking your whole life, and look what it got you. Take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Exactly. Right? Sit down and listen for a while. No talking. Just listen. Don't say anything. Sit down and listen. Because we always have all the answers. We have all the answers. And how many... Whether they're right or wrong, we still got lots to say. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and the self-justification and 
for all of our bad behavior. And you don't have to be an addict. You don't have to be an alcoholic to have self-justification over your behaviors. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's human nature running on fear and running the, the, the infection that's the hell. See, it's a health issue. Sin is a health issue. It's an infection of fear and selfishness that runs deep. And when we nurture that, in other words, when we remain angry, when we remain jealous, when we remain self-medicating, when we do all that, we're nurturing that fear. And you see it happening right now across the globe, the nurturing of fear. So is is sin kind of in the same way? Could it be considered like a disease? I would I would you say yes. I, mean? I would say it's a spiritual disease. Right. You know, what would a, would a AA call it? A, a spiritual malady, a right. spiritual disease. Right. When that's fixed or when that's addressed, mm-hmm. then the, the desire to use is gone. Remember the right. people that prayed, prayed for you? Right. In, 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 they prayed for you. And for me, when I screamed out, God help me, and all of a sudden there was a little switch that flipped. Rich, everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. 41 years, your way hasn't worked. You can go ahead. Try it a new way. Try mm-hmm. it my way. And something happened. And the spiritual malady began to be healed at that moment, and I no longer had a desire to use again. Right. How I was going to do that, I had no idea. Then you entered into therapy. Therapy. And had all different kinds of therapeutic agencies. Yeah, interventions and advice and all with, and what they say, um, which is unparalleled, is the therapeutic value of one addict helping another can I say the therapeutic value of one sinner helping another is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Doctors can't do it. The government can't do it. Um, they just, it's the therapeutic value of one child of God helping another child of God. Right. One-on-one, simply saying, I understand your problem. Right. Now, you cannot do that when you're angry with that person. Right. And that breaks that connection you're talking about where everything connects Mm -hmm. it connects beautifully if we're interested in helping one another right but if we're going to hold this is why jesus said anyone who's angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment why it's just simply because that's breaking the connection Mm -hmm. yeah it's not a it's not a it's a description of what's going on He's exactly. just describing what's happening behind the scenes. It's like you walking through the the fruit section in the in the uh, in the supermarket, and there's a rotten apple there. Right. It's rotten. Right. You make the judgment. Mm-hmm. You're not pronouncing it on it. You're right. just not picking it up and taking it home. Right. Because it's rotten. Right. Jesus is saying, you remain angry. You continue to feed that. You will become an angry person, and there will be no angry people in heaven. I'm sorry. Right. They won't be angry. Right. There'll be no jails, no cops. Mm -hmm. There'll be none of that. No locks on the doors. No locks on the doors. It's hard to believe that there used to be a time when I grew up, and I guess I'm aging myself, but where, you know, you you could go away from your house for a vacation and leave it unlocked. Yeah. Because there there was safety where I grew up. Yeah. And, um... And God said, even though there was that safety, it was temporary. But He has a place for us, planned for us, that um, that we can't even begin to imagine um, 
the love and the peace and the joy and the everything that that it's going to be it's beyond our comprehension. Yeah, you know it reminds me of John 3:16 because God says in, in John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever trusts him whosoever believes in him the word there is trust mm-hmm. whoever trusts him shall not perish but everybody in heaven will be trustworthy. Right. And that's what God is talking. He's trying to build trustworthy people, but we can tell him, hey, I don't want to be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. We have that right. Right. The devil told him that. The devil said, I don't want to be trustworthy. I've got a better way. I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm going to go sell that. I'm going to sell that bill of goods to this planet down here. And he told Eve, you can't trust God. God has, God, God knows mm-hmm. in the day you eat thereof. He knows. But this is a better way. And Eve mistrusts God, and we inherited that mistrust of God and that fear from the garden, and that's who we are now. And God says, I'm, I'm here to build that trust back. Right. And the thing is, is sometimes that um, mistrust and that fear can be um, uh, continued and um, created within uh, religious um, groups as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Um, the thing we need to remember is that God is the creator, the sustainer, the one who um, uh, said, this is this is what I'm about. Let me show you what I do. And in seven days, he created the world. And then on the seventh day, he said, now you can judge for yourself, you know, if if that's what you like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little a little sidelight to that is, you know, the devil, uh, Lucifer said, I will be like the most high. Mm-hmm. Right? What is the Most High's office? What is God's office? He's creator. Right. Right? And Lucifer wanted to be creator. He mm-hmm. he wanted to create. And God said, look, it, I didn't ordain you for that. Right. I ordained the sun to shine light on the earth. Mm-hmm. I ordained it. That's what it does. Right. You're ordained to be the angel's mouthpiece. That's what you are. But you're not ordained to create. But let me show you. And he shows the rest of the universe. I will ordain some creatures that can create, procreate. And so here God comes down to this planet and he makes man and woman. And I imagine that infuriated the devil. Now a man and a woman. Well, male, female. Male, female. Because it's more than just man, right? mm -hmm. Animals can. Yeah, even a skunk can procreate, right? right? Male and female. Little rats. And and so, you know, that must have infuriated the devil. Right. Because here he is, he wanted that higher office. He wanted to be like the Most High. He wanted to be able to create, and God creates beings and that that can procreate. He even creates one in His own image, male and female created him, them, and they can procreate and they can raise their family to the dictates of their own conscience. Mm-hmm. Amazing! What freedom right. did God provide for this planet and as an exhibit? For the entire universe. And then on the seventh day, he says, let's rest and let's investigate how free I have made this planet. Right. Free enough to even go to a tree and and check out the devil's opinion. Right. And free enough to take Jesus for what he was and, and, to, and supposedly to be his people and to take him and to, to crucify him. Yeah, to, you know, to, I mean, to to see a true picture of God and to be able to reject that a thousand percent. Yeah, and then watch God allow His creation to nail Him to a cross and forgive them while He's doing it. Right. What love? Right. I mean, how 
Because the devil's accusations, of course, are God is selfish. And he's going to get you. And he's going to get you. He's got a clipboard and he's running around going to nail you. When in reality, God says, I am not selfish and I will show you. And I love it because I think God is the one who says, regardless of what your past has done, I don't care what you've done or where you've been, I can forgive you and you can change if you desire. That's the beauty of the cross. Yeah. That's the beauty. Those those people that hung him on the cross, many of them died forgiven, right. but were not able to accept it because they had changed themselves because they were angry people. Right. That's why Jesus said, if you're angry with your brother, you're in danger. Mm-hmm. You're changing yourself. You're changing right. the chemicals in your brain and you're going to turn yourself. You're molding yourself. You're molding yourself. Right. You're molding your mind. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to wrap it up again, folks. Um, we have uh, we have resources. If you give us a call, 916-645-1297, uh, we have resources. Just give us a call there. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.